Well, 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 it looks like I am slowly getting back on the bandwagon, the the regular old delivery. Will I keep this up? That's a big question mark in my mind. Will I be able to maintain the regular content momentum? So far, so good. It's feeling good. I'm happy about it, but I'm, uh, I'm back on a food for thought. I'm switching the gears. I'm back and I'm forth. I did an interview, then I'm going to do some food for thought. actually did two interviews, and then I'm doing a food for thought. Nevertheless, I am back on it. And uh, this week, I've been thinking a lot about uh, just, you know, being present, being in the moment. You know, I mean, to go back to 1917, I mean, that's a big moment to have been a part of, to have been present in. How much you took in is a, is a pretty big thing. But nevertheless, our life is defined by many moments. And whether or not, um, you know, you're available in those moments, uh, you know, sort of is besides the point, but they can be hugely defining in one's life. You know, and the crazy part is, it's not everything has to be a kill your mother and father and become Batman moment. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, we have many moments in our life and and a lot of these can be transformational. Um, You know, I mean, you look back on hindsight and you can know a lot of stuff like, you know, oh, it was great that I was part of that because now it's helped me do this. Or, you know, oh, oh, it was great that this happened to me, you know, at at this age because then, you know, it helped me move along. And, you know, it's, it's in hindsight that we can see these things and it's a rare form to, you know, know in a moment that this is a moment that is going to define you as a person and, and shape you for the rest of your life. I mean, generally speaking, you probably have had to have lived through a, a moment where you knew and then were able to look at it to know that the next one could possibly be that way. But I think it's so overwhelming when you're in a moment that is as as defining as those things are, good or bad, to know whether or not those things are going to shape you as a person. Um, but unless you're a prophet, you know, which I've not met one, which... So if anybody knows one, let, let, let's call that out and get them, you know, get them moving forward. We could know about the future, I guess, a little bit. But uh, anyway, it's a funny thing. Um, you know, when I was a kid, my dad took my whole family to this, like, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like an mlm kind of counseling. There was a big family counseling seminar. You know, there was a session where there's sessions across, I think, a couple of days. I'm sort of, you know, gray on it. Um, There's a couple of days. I remember it was a weekend. I think we went away for a weekend. We had to drive there. And we stayed at this cool hotel. And I remember, you know, we got our own room, me and my sisters, the adjoining room, that middle door to the parents' room. It's the first time I shaved uh, because there was a shaving kit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. We're on our own. We're in here. Um, They had a pretty badass uh, TV channel selection system. Um, you know, it was the first time I actually had a coffee. I remember my dad, you know, I said, can I have a coffee? And my dad said, yes, I was shocked. I got to have a whole cup of coffee. My stepmom was totally against the idea, but nonetheless, that was the first time I had a coffee. And inside of all of these sort of little weird moments, none of which probably define me other than continuing to drink coffee. I just stopped shaving a while ago. Um, you know, was this seminar thing, you know, and it was, you know, it was like trust falls with the family and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. But, um, but, you know, I think the thing about it was is that we were learning, and what I, my takeaway still to this day was we were learning a language for the family to use to be constructive, to, um, to work better together. And I, that, that was kind of what my, my feel and my takeaway on that was. I mean, there was like, in the family one, there was the we had our own kids thing, and I, I don't remember exactly what all those things were um, specifically. Um, and there was also the, um, you know, like the parents went and did their own thing as well. So, you know, I don't really know what all of it was, but um, the point being that, you know, we learned a language 
you know, and, um, you know, two of the really, you know, really big things outside of the sort of gimmicky structure of the whole thing was, um, you know, the two big things that I recall uh, that I still use to this day are, you know, the concept of being present and the concept of letting things go. And those two things, you know, really stuck with me and still a big part of who I, you know, not, not everything I am, but a big part of or cornerstone part of kind of how I've moved through a lot of my life. Um, you know, I'm very much a person who's invested in the present. You know, I like to have my eyes open. I mean, you've heard me talk about not liking to necessarily take pictures of everything to not film everything to not have my phone out to not do this because I like to be present in it. You know, I like to look out the window and watch the scenery go by rather than stare at my phone and scroll through an endless feed of Instagram. You know, I want to be in the moment. I want to be available, you know, and I know when I'm not in a moment because generally speaking, when I'm not available in a moment, I'm, I'm somehow irritated and I'm shut off to the moment or to being present. And that irritation, I, you know, I've since learned, you know, is a trigger so that I can now turn that into a thing whereby I can flip the switch you know, let it go, whatever it is that's kind of fucking with me or may I'm, I'm angry about or irritated about so that I can be present and be more productive, you know, and do something in that moment, right? You know, because just because I don't like what's going on or just because I don't, I'm not uh, aligned with it or maybe I'm pushing for it, but I can still feel that it, there's pushback from someone else doesn't mean I shouldn't just kind of let some of the parts of it go so that I can get engaged in it, be present and, you know, do what I got to do. So, you know... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of combining these two things that, you know, can be, I guess, a big way to kind of oil the human experience, right? You know, I can't be present if I'm hung up. If I let whatever I've got go, I can be present in the moment and be more effective as a person or a human or as a counterpart or whatever I've got to be. You know, for example, you know, I may not want to work on a, this particular project as an example, but that doesn't mean I need to be right about its direction, Right. So I can let go the fact that being right or whatever it is I'm hung up on isn't the point. And that allows me to be present in that moment so I can use whatever influence I have whilst being present and listening and paying, you know, paying attention and being part of the moving machine that will make me, um, you know, move this or be part of something that's probably more comfortable for me. Right. Or as another example, I might not want to talk about something. Right. It could make me something that maybe make me uncomfortable or, you know, whatever. But I know in my mind you know, my self-talk saying there's something needs to be talked about, though. I might not be comfortable with it, but there's some reason that it must be done. And therefore, I must let go whatever I'm hung up on in order to be available and present in the conversation so that I can maximize whatever outcomes, you know, or desired effects or whatever this conversation needs to kind of elicit so that I can, you know, do my play my part or, or do my role in moving forward, right? Helping whatever it is needs to be done to move forward. And really so that, you know, I guess all parties involved, and that's a weird way of saying it, but that so that all the humans involved um, can move on and evolve past whatever it is that's going on, right? Whether it be for me or for somebody else or whatever, you know, I need to be present and, you know, and move through it. And if I can't, it's because I can't let something go. And I need to combine these two concepts in order to be available. You know, and really, I guess the point is, why am I bringing all this up, right? Well, I got a proud dad moment. And it makes me, you know, think about these things, you know. Um, you know, my son just won his second National Club Water Polo Championship in a row, two years in a row. You know, I watched this live stream. You know, I, I watched it on the train. I even zombied my way down the street with my phone on my face to not miss a second of this game because I couldn't be more excited about the fact that my son was there. 
And, um, you know, and it's a big deal for him. He's underage playing on the, you know, as the young kid on the team, which is cool. And, um, you know, and as a team, the whole thing was, you know, uh, you know, a dominant sort of exercise up into this point, you know, it was a close game, you know, they put in a solid performance into the half. They kind of got caught back up. The game got tied up and then they sort of had their moments and they capitalized and surged ahead to win the game. You know, but, you know, I guess the big thing here is, is that my son only played 30 seconds, really, literally, I think he only played 30 seconds of the game, you know, and in the past, this is something that would have upset him, you know, and I know it has in the past. I know he's grown up and I know that he has a very different mindset on things, but I, you know, I kind of put some baggage in there and I was a little concerned to be a little upset. And there's a couple of little cues that I saw because I saw the whole thing live and him being filmed. Um, but uh, today, you know, that wasn't the case, you know, he was in it. He, he was present in this moment. You know, he let go of whatever it was and the desire to play or the ego in order to truly be present in this moment so that he can enjoy every minute of it. And, uh, you know, and I got to watch him jump in the pool. He had a, you know, a smile ear to ear. He was pumped. This was awesome. You know, and so I sent him a text congratulating him. You know, it was, you know, it was a great achievement. Couldn't be happier for him. So it just amazes me, um, you know, what he's accomplished, you know, because it's so much more than, I didn't necessarily say this, but it's so much more than, you know, what I had done at his age. You know, it's just so amazing. You know, I did say, hey, look, you know, the 30 second thing, you know, but hey, it's amazing nonetheless and such a total achievement. Um, and, you know, he got back to me, which was really cool. And his response was just three letters, four letters, uh, YTBS. And I just was like, oh, fucking Jesus. What are the kids? Kids don't even bother with sentences anymore. So it's like a short form. So then I guessed it and I was like, oh, man. So my baggage went in and my guess was, yeah, total bullshit because that's what I thought it meant. And I was like, well, maybe he is upset about it. Um, fortunately I was wrong. It was a typo and the typo was meant to be YTB. There's an extra S in there and that's short for, yeah, the boys, um, you know, and he was just pumped on the win. Uh, and he was just happy for his team. It wasn't about him. He had risen above it and he was part of it. And that's all I could have ever asked for from him in participating in his sport is to, be part of the bigger thing, to be present, to be in the moments, to take advantage of these opportunities. Because nevertheless, or I guess nevertheless, even while he didn't get to play a lot, this is a massive milestone moment for him in his life. Yet another year of him being at the top of the the pyramid of water polo in, in the kind of in the country in a way from a club perspective, you know, and for him to have a great CV for his sport and achieve his dreams. And he's looking at the world you know, from a very mature perspective, you know, I'm sure he's got his bits and pieces in it, but, um, yeah, being present, man, what a lesson, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've pushed him to be this way. I'm not taking any credit here. He's had to do it on his own, but it's good to get the, get, get him to give that back and see that that's a good way to go about things. And I couldn't be more happy. So, you know, a lesson from a 14 year old, um, you know, you just got to be there sometimes because that's what matters. It's not about what you did specifically. It's just about being a part of it. So uh, next time you guys are out and about and you're doing your thing and you got your panties in a wad, sorry, that's slightly sexist, I guess, um, stop, let it go and be present because when you're not available, you're going to miss everything. Um, and that's my food for thought, people. Uh, thanks, everybody. Big surge of uh, listeners. I hope uh, some new people are ch catching it and uh, you know getting into it. Um, got a little bit of feedback the other day from a friend of mine said I was kind of deviating. Uh, maybe I was moving in a different direction. I think he was right because mainly I was only doing these food for thoughts. Haven't gotten back to the interviews. I'm hoping we can get more interviews going this year. 
uh, I got, you know, uh, a little bit more of that planned, uh, you know, or on my agenda, my goals that I set. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, get out there, be present, open your eyes, put down your fucking phone, people. Turn off your headphones. Don't wear headphones everywhere. Jeez, that's the other one. Just be available, you know? Like, be available. Look at the dirty road. It's it's important. You need to know it's there, you know? I watched a guy today walking up the street on his phone. I don't know if he had headphones in, but I just stared at him, walked next to him, because I see, could see a guy coming in his direction with a cane. He couldn't see a guy that was blind, And no shit, this motherfucker walks up the sidewalk so lost in his world. Zombie apocalypse. He walks and literally at the last second has to jump over this guy's cane in order to get out of his way. And I just was like, what world are we fucking living in where people can't even stop long enough to just be present and see the world around them? My God, people, let's get this shit together. Let's create a change. Far out, you know. If you if you can change, other people can change. You can influence people. I think it's time we start to, uh, you know, do a little recourse. Keep the phones in the pocket. Be available. I mean, let it go. Let the phone go. I mean, God, that's that'd be a good one. Anyways, I've gone on too long now. I'm starting to rant. Off of the rant box. I'm out. Thanks everybody. 